0: Welcome to the Medical Affairs Professional Society's Medical Strategy and Launch Excellence Focus Area Working Group's four-episode podcast series, Medical Affairs Plans, From Strategic Planning to Measuring Impact. The views expressed in this recording are those of the individuals and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of MAPS or the companies with which they are affiliated. This presentation is for informational purposes only and is not intended as legal or regulatory advice. This podcast focuses on the intellectual component of building the Medical Affairs Strategic Plan. I am Monica de Abadar. Currently, I serve as the VP Medical Excellence at Ipsen. In addition, I co-lead the MAPS Medical Strategy and Launch Excellence Focus Area Working Group and have served as part of the MAPS-EMEA committee. The series podcast objectives are, understand how the medical affairs strategic planning process can drive decision-making throughout the year, gain insight into the value medical affairs bring across an organization when an effective collaborative online medical strategy plan is developed, obtain a working knowledge, of how cross-functional teams within medical affairs can refer in strategic plans to inform decision-making and assess impact of efforts. In March, 2020, at the MAPS Annual Meeting in Miami, a panel of medical affairs executives was convened to discuss MA strategic planning. Our panelists for the podcast are Peter Piliero, MD, he is VP and Head of Medical Affairs America's GSK Consumer Healthcare. Elin Sawyer PhD. She is Vice President for Global Medical Affairs at Unicure and Anna Waltz, CEO at Medivok. To begin, medical affairs needs to deliver value, and that starts with building a strong medical affairs plan. Let's listen.
1: The way we deliver value, we'll probably talk more about value in the course of this session, but also throughout the meeting. To me, it ultimately starts with the quality of the strategy that we develop because this, this is our medical strategy. It's really our opportunity to say, how do we uniquely contribute to the success of the brand, of course, ultimately to benefit the patients and make sure the right patients get the right drug at the right time. So um, how do we start this, this intellectual component of, of strategy development? And first is really understanding your situation, for your therapeutic area, for your disease state, for your asset that you're responsible for, and uh, understanding you know, what's the current state, uh, where are the gaps out there, and that then moves into the medical strategy part, which is where do we want to be uh, and what gaps do we want to fill, um, and importantly, What do we need to do to achieve those strategic imperatives? So the upfront work is really important, and we as medicals need to do that work. Nobody can just hand it to us. Uh, And it's often done uh, with a cross-functional medical team led by, depending on each organization is a little different, by the lead medical director or medical strategist, whatever your organization calls that, but really getting the contributions of all the functions in what is an approach, a step-by-step approach that one can take in doing those first two, two steps of, of building the medical strategy? So first is leveraging the evidence to inform decision-making and drive medical strategy. Again, it starts with understanding the environment that you are uh, going to be uh, working in and addressing. And we have lots of different sources of information. There's the internal sources which may be advisory boards, it may be market research, even though we don't do market research per se, but that still could be valuable to us, the patient journey. But also, I think one of the key, uh, two key areas of information that we could use to understand the landscape is, what is medical information hearing? What kind of questions are coming in? And importantly, also, what is the field, field medical team hearing in their scientific as well, you can do an external landscape evaluation. Sometimes uh, that's uh, simply doing PubMed. But if we if we have the resources, we can often engage with the right partner to help us really understand the external landscape. Sometimes they just have the tools that we don't have and in the infrastructure to do that. I'm oh, sorry. Um, second step: um, use advanced analytics to proactively seek and uncover insights to inform strategy. So this. Um, again, comes from all of those data sources where you might be able to find an insight. So um, there's a lot of data points that we all come in contact with that are, again, our MedInfo or our field or our advisory boards bring. But not all of those pieces of data or what we call observations actually turn out to be an insight. So how do we navigate all of that information to find the insights that will then help us develop and or modify our strategy. And I think that's where I see a lot of change happening right now in medical affairs. We have some workshops on insight mining here. Um, I suggest you take advantage of those if you can, because I think we have to find a way to combine both the manual assessment of all those observations along with using some AI type uh, technologies like natural language processing to help find um, those, those key insights that we can address but we have a wealth of information that should inform our strategy. Next, it's establishing a baseline of leading and lagging indicators to better quantify the impact of the strategy. So where do we want to go? What do we want to achieve? That should be, you should know that from the get-go as you develop your plan. Um, And then backing, going backwards, so what do we need to do to achieve those lagging indicators? Very important, you define those pieces. Next is developing tactics. So all of that upfront work steps one to three is, is leads to the development of a tactical plan. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, there's multiple functions within medical and each often have their own tactical plan that roll up to an overall medical affairs plan. Um, and so working as a medical leader or medical strategy lead, it's working that cross-functional medical team, some, some companies call it a medical sub team. Is really important as the uh, quarterback of that medical stunt team to develop um, both the strategic plan and the tactical plan. And then uh, stratify internal and external stakeholders and develop communication and engagement tactics for their needs. So uh, internal and external, we'll start with the external, I sometimes that's actually easier. Um, and that's really knowing your audience. Who is it out there that you will be engaging? whatever tactic it is, or a field or whether it's uh, an, an advisory board or a publication. But needing to understand your audience um, and what their needs are, what educational gaps they have will determine your tactical plan and your engagement plan for the MSLs in the room. It's about that pre-engagement planning that you do. To say, I'm going to see Dr. So-and-so. I know Dr. So-and-so is interested in this. And so I'm going to be ready to have that conversation. But I also know Dr. So-and-so can help inform our strategy because of their background. So I'm going to ask them these questions. So preparation for engagement is really important. On the internal stakeholder side, sometimes that's more challenging, right? Because we have a lot of internal stakeholders we work with in medical affairs. Um, and again, you have to try to know what resonates with them. Um, because there you're looking for... Um, of what you're looking for is to get them to appreciate the value of what we deliver. So, market access may have a very different need than marketing, and understanding where they're coming from and how to communicate with them so that they see the value of what we do is important. So, again, it's having that forethought to understand your audience.
2: Who in your organization, Pete, is leading this medical affairs strategic planning process?
1: Yeah, so, um. We we have a global medical director for each of our products or therapeutic areas, um, and and they ultimately are the leader. But very importantly, we put a lot of uh, sort of structure around how we do it. Having our own template, for example, that's only part of it, um, but really uh, reinforcing the need to have cross-functional uh, communication and partnership particularly at the development of the strategy part. One should not be developing the strategy, medical strategy in isolation. There's ultimately a brand strategy and there's contributors and the three big ones are, again, medical, marketing, market access. And I think all of our compliance colleagues have come a long way over the years to realize that having strategic alignment and discussing the strategy is A-OK. So that that's where we start with... Uh, uh, before we, uh, before we then break out into the functional tactical plan development, which is usually done in isolation once
2: you have your mind stretched. So that's great. That's a larger company's perspective. Eileen, I'm going to come to you to just get a completely opposite perspective from a small biotech with a gene therapy in development, but not near commercialization. Sure. So, um, I work for Unicure, which is a small biotech developing gene therapies for rare disorders. Um, I joined about four years ago or so, um, at which point I was the first medical affairs hire. Um, so they knew they wanted medical affairs. They didn't really know what medical affairs did. They just knew that they needed it. Um, and for a while I was, about two years, I was the only medical affairs person there. Um, and this well preceded any, any sort of commercial partners, any market access. Um, so, my experience developing a medical plan at a company like Unicare is very different from what he described. It started with a process of understanding the landscape and the external stakeholder needs, as well as the internal stakeholder needs for what they needed for medical affairs overall. Um, so, at that stage, it was more about clinical development, um, the executive team, uh, clinical operations, and then forming a medical plan that met the needs both of the external community um, and what they were looking for um and and was aligned with the internal needs at that time and that that plan as a formed the basis of the work on that program for the subsequent four years it's been a living document that we have continued to update each year and grow as the the program grew.
0: thanks to our panelists for an engaging discussion and sharing their perspectives on ama strategic planning this has been the first podcast in a series of medical affairs plans from strategic planning to measuring impact. In our second podcast, we will debate the timing of planning. If you are not yet a MAPS member and would like access to additional resources in this area, please visit the MAPS website to start joining today at medicalaffairs.org. Backslash membership.